This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 173, submission number 302, The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien aired on NBC Late Night from June 1st, 2009 to January 22nd, 2010 for 145 episodes, one of which went unaired. Okay, so we all know that The Tonight Show is one of the storied franchises on television, and it gave rise and played host to some of the greatest comedic talent on television in this or any other era, and also Mr. Black. But it seems for a while that NBC just did not want to let either Mr. Black or Conan O'Brien go, especially after, and you can go back and listen to, the fracas between the network and David Letterman. Do you know how many times, Chico, I'm going to have to use Mr. Black in this episode? A lot. I have no numerical answer for that question. I will simply say a lot. And your humble editor has it on standby. Go crazy, Greg. Mr. Black. So the story of The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien actually begins in 2004 when the current host of The Tonight Show at that time, Mr. Black, made a speech. It was a very uh, interesting speech in which he first of all, said that he signed for another five years with the network. But then he started talking about what he wanted to do after those five years. To paraphrase it, he said that he is signed for five years with NBC, and then that will be it. Sure, you jackass. Sure, that'll be it. Okay, whatever. Yeah, he said... He was basically giving the show to Conan, saying, see you in five years. That seems like something Mr. Black would do. Mm Mm-hmm. It also seemed like, well, five years is a long time to make plans, and anything could happen in five years. And interestingly enough, I don't know, did it seem like he was sort of getting cold feet about leaving? And NBC was kind of getting cold feet about letting him go. Yes. Well, yeah, I think that's why we ended up like nine months later in the situation they were in. Well, he was threatening Mr. Black to go to ABC. Oh, yeah. Within a couple of years of the five-year term elapsing, he started getting offers from other networks to do talk shows for them. And NBC, they knew they were going to hold on to Conan. But they didn't want to let Mr. Black go either. So I guess a few strings were pulled. A few uh, sort of contracts were hammered out. And the stage was set for Conan O'Brien to take over The Tonight Show. Which he did on June 1st, 2009. And everybody watched it, and everybody loved it. I believe the uh, rating was a 9.2 million, 9.2 million people watched the opening of the tight show with Conan O'Brien, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, people wanted to see what was coming, what, what was replacing Mr. Black. But, but also you had your true diehard Conan fans who followed him to the Tonight Show. Yeah, but the thing about the two audiences of Late Night and the Tonight Show before June of 2009, the Late Night had a skewed younger, I think. Late Night skewed younger, Tonight Show definitely skewed older, because the show is a legacy. The show is a legacy, and it had legacy producers and legacy talent, and... It skewed older, as legacies tend to do. Late Night with David Letterman, though, and Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and Late Night, historically, since its premiere, 
has always skewed younger. I mean, it was always, it was hip, it's happening. It's basically Saturday Night Live every night sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? So Conan O'Brien's audience was that hip, young, sort of let's stamp for this guy and see what he does next. They followed him, but they're the only people who followed him to the Tonight Show. It seems like they're the only people who followed him to the Tonight Show. And it was that show, the late night show, on the Tonight Show. That was the show that he did, only moved up an hour, which was absolutely crazy. It was different at the time and just really new, fresh, and exciting, especially... Uh, for people my age, which had to work the next morning and couldn't stay up for late night. So we had uh, Conan O'Brien and his brand of humor at a reasonable hour. Not many people stayed around for it. I mean, they got a taste of the new flavor of The Tonight Show. And it wasn't bad, but I guess five or six million thought it wasn't for them. So they migrated over to The Late Show with David Letterman. And as all of this is going on... Mr. Black. ...is hammering out a separate deal because NBC didn't want... Mr. Black. ...to go to another network either. So they decided that fall that they were going to give... Mr. Black. ...the 10 p.m. hour, which was absolutely mind-blowing. It was absolutely landmark. I don't believe anything like that has ever been done, at least since the days of The Late Show on Fox and Arsidio Hall. Before we talk about what happened, let's talk about the show itself, because some of the bits were very uh, classic. There were very classic Conan O'Brien bits. Now, some of them were carried over from Late Night. I have a list here. We have, in the year 3000, which had to uh, be renamed to accommodate for, duh. Because when it, remember when they did it, it was originally in the year 2000? Now it's in the year 3000. Yeah, time marches on. Time marches on. Then we have Moral Outrage, which has Conan soliloquying about a recent news story and his feeling of responsibility to remove that type of behavior from society meanwhile the camera occasionally makes cuts from Conan to Max and then something about a dimwitted accomplice and something about La Bamba and something about shameless adulterous weasels yeah then there was the celebrity survey which Conan has questionnaires sent to celebrities and the answers of the first two celebrities are ordinary straight answers and then it gets kind of weird then we have noches de pasión con señor o'brien which is a uh, telemundo telenovela parody and if you don't know what telemundo telenovelas are look it up we have the audience awards which is sort of like the uh Celebrity lookalikes only with awards. Movie casting. A fictitious made-for-TV movie based on a real-life event Conan is mentioned. Mike Merritt's Inner Thoughts, which uh, involves Conan's bassist Mike Merritt of the Max Weinberg 7. New coins, or new fake coins, or new fake stamps. Well, yeah, they used to do that with the new quarters. Because remember, we got the new quarter starting in 2001, and he would say, oh, well, here's the, uh, the back of you know, whatever state's quarter, and it would make fun of the state in some capacity based on stereotypes or sports teams or what have you. Photo gallery. Conan, Max, and announcer Joel Goddard have recently had a party, and Conan displays the ridiculous and fictional events of this party Toward the end of the bit, they were always joined by a celebrity played by an actor with a superimposed picture of the celebrity at hand. Celebrity usually ends up getting into a fight with Conan or seen in compromising situations, always looking back at the camera with exactly the same look since the superimposed picture never really changes. 
And before Joel Goddard, there was a guy by the name of Carl Oldy Olson. Yes! Sorry. No, no, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, he's a legend. He is one of the original. Uh, and when I say original, I mean original in the sense that he's not a celebrity. He's uh, one of the original characters that Conan had going back to his early days. And I'm sure he's long gone at this point. He, he yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he had to pass 15 years ago, it seems. Yeah, he died in 1998. So. Oh. So, yeah, so that was obviously yes. for late night. When it moved to tonight's show, it was Joel Goddard who did it. Then, during the writer's strike, there was something called Hanging Out with Jordan Schlansky, which has the many talents of Jordan Schlansky. Think the Ron Burgundy podcast, only in video form. Conan on the Isle. Yeah, that was, like, that was like Conan's movie reviews. Yeah, Brian McCann on the spot, which was basically Brian McCann live on the scene of a big story, usually with the green screen. Pender sings, which uh, trumpeter Mark Pender is going to sing about a current event. He begins normally, but then he loses control Climbs over the railing into the audience, <laughs> rides around the floor with the top of his voice shouting "baby" over and over until Conan stops him. And that was actually reintroduced in the Conan Please Blow Up My Car contest. A melodramatic villain called the Interrupter constantly interrupts Conan by finishing his sentences for him. And Another great one. Yeah, he actually uh, retired that bit in 2015 with his TBS show. Conan and Max make small talk, and that was actually the uh, the sort of carryover things. Now for the new stuff on the tight show, because most of this stuff, let's be honest, just wouldn't fly with an 11:30 audience. So they have to, you know, be a little bit more current, a little, let's just say, network interference. Network uh, damage control, let's say. We have the Twitter tracker. Oh, another good one. Yeah. First of all, was the Twitter tracker. The answer, played by Brian McCann, attempts to prove to Conan that celebrity tweets are exciting by reading some of his favorites, which all describe mundane activities or bland statements. Hey, remember in 2009 when Twitter was new and exciting and it wasn't filled with garbage in the trending topics section filled with whatever garbage and fake controversy Twitter wants to promote today? Wait, wait, Greg. Are, are you trying to blame another Mr. Black for that? Oh, we can just say, Jack Dorsey, you can get f***ed. Conan's tabloid moment. Conan schemes to beat the paparazzi at their own game by photographing himself in embarrassing situations and selling the pictures directly to the tabloids. To manufacture these moments, Conan makes use of a green scream and some inexpensive props. For example, running over a Bible salesman. Stealing underwear from Barbara Walters. And kicking babies at a playground, which would really play after that bit where he had kids in the audience a few years back. Traffic Copter. Conan discusses LA's chronic traffic problems and calls for a view from the Traffic Copter, which has a fake road filled with gridlocked toy cars, and something absurd would always be happening. And then we have Mr. Black Properties. After discussing something topical, Conan will present a video from Mr. Black. In the video, Mr. Black divulges his plans as they relate to the topic. These plans always include constructing something ridiculously expensive, such as a parking space paved with imported marble or a resort on the moon. They knew. I blame Jeff Zucker for that one. Anywho. Oh, what a stellar human being Jeff Zucker is. The most wonderful human being in the world. You know, it takes real courage, Jeff, to bring back a guy who you previously suspended for showing his d on Zoom. Boy, oh yeah. boy, that sensor button is going to get overused today. Okay. 
Andy will try it. In this sketch, Andy is given a product to test and review because Andy will try it. We have, like, for example, Toverky and gravy flavored Jones soda. I remember that. Yeah, that was a real thing. Uh, Jones soda. Well, Jones soda is awesome. Toverky, awesome. Gravy, double awesome. Toverky and gravy Jones soda. Not so much. Your mileage may vary on the Toverky. Yeah. Live by a satellite. Again, green screen fun. Wax Bonzi and Wax Tom Cruise. Poor quality celebrity wax figures. Funny story, and this is from Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, as is half of these descriptions. While visiting a warehouse full of poor quality celebrity wax figures, Conan identified two as his favorite and purchased them. One of them was Henry Winkler as Arthur Fonzarelli. And the other one was Tom Cruise, looking creepier than usual. A message from All on TV. The message would consist of a series of clips from various news and talk shows that have been spliced together to create the message to Conan. A rebuttal from Conan's father. Self-explanatory. Conan visits his neighbors. Conan visits various businesses on and near the Universal Studios lot. Wing Pang. Bon voyage, Max. This is usually done whenever Max goes on tour with the E Street Band. Conan implies that Max must leave the show immediately in order to make his flight. The entire platform on which Max sits will then start moving as Max continues to drum. The motorized platform goes out to the street, presumably on its way to the airport. Various things occur along the way, such as Max stopping at a drive-thru or Max being hit by a truck. Checking in on Max in Europe. Fun with stock footage. The Tonight Show Terrific Tramtacular. Conan and Andy, because this was when the Tonight Show stage was added to the Universal Studios tour. And Conan said that they can't compete with the Universal Studios tour, other stops on the tour, because, hey, who could compete with confrontation? Just saying. Uh, Conan and Andy act out some exciting scenarios as the tour passed the studio. Past scenarios have included Conan delivering Andy's baby and Conan curing Andy's paralysis. Back row entertainment. Because you don't see much of the back row on TV, so Conan arranges for entertainment in the back row. Then you have Kiss Cam, which is painfully obvious, obviously. Conan and Andy do anime. Conan and Andy go to the studios of Bang Zoom Entertainment to record voiceovers for some of their films, which consists primarily of improvising comical dialogue based on literal interpretations of the scene. During the Half-Blood Prince phase, Conan went to uh, actually uh, recreate some of the things in Dumbledore Goes Hollywood. Shatner recites Palin. William Shatner... Quoting Sarah Palin and her flowery language. Fake endorsements. Puppies dressed as cats. The Clinton chart. Elmo PSAs. And tonight show PSAs. Hunky Vampire Assistant. This was because of Twilight. True Blood and the Vampire Diaries. New Trends. High Definition Wizard of Oz. Which features stuff that was literally cut out in the pillar boxes. Yeah, pillar boxes. LA Weather Update. New Smokey Ads. That's Smokey the Bear. Andy's Motorized Podium. America's new Oprah. Now, interesting story. Oprah and Conan have talked a lot to each other over the years. And following the announcement that Oprah's talk show would be ending, Conan actually dubbed himself the new Oprah and commanded his audience to buy obscure products. Uh, Among those products would be the made-for-TV movie and possible future entry, Killdozer. A calendar of extraordinary chickens, 
An album of music by Steven Seagal? <laughs> cool as Ice. Several films from the Leprechaun series. Troll 2. <laughs> and a Christmas-themed VHS starring Kathleen Gifford, which was so terrible that Conan revoked his recommendation. And then there's the uh, Sucking Up to Tom cast, Tiger Woods Joke Caddy. This was around the time where Tiger Woods' uh, affairs would come to light, and a caddy would enter, carrying with a golf bag full of cue cards, and then just selecting a joke for Conan to tell. And then as the show went on, it just kind of sort of went dark. And not like a, a TV show goes dark. I mean, the humor went absolutely dark and self-referential. For example, we have classic Tonight Show moments from earlier in the uh, seven-month run. Dion Cole describing in successive episodes how Conan is a hoe, a pimp, and black. Oh, this was like in the final weeks. Yeah, this was like, I told you. Oh. When, it, when it became painfully obvious that the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien was on its last legs, they just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just talk about this stuff. And this is what really launched Dion Cole's career, if you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dion Cole is just this really big comedian nowadays and really great television presenter, too. So. Oh, yeah. Future entry, Dion Cole's Black Box. Can't wait till we eventually talk about that. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, that's going to be so good. Yep. I put The Tonight Show on Craigslist. And then followed by real responses he received. And real photos of what was offered, like a 1970s AMC gremlin or someone's brother. Crazy expensive comedy bits. The first one was a Bugatti Veyron dressed like a mouse. And and the last one was a purchased fossil of a ground sloth from the Smithsonian spraying an original Picasso with beluga caviar at a cost of $65 million. Everybody thought that this was real. I'm here to tell you right now, none of it was real. The Bugatti, the Smithsonian, the Picasso, the Beluga Caviar, the USFL, all fake. Yeah, you try telling that to Mr. Black. Since he owned a team in the USFL. No, no, wait. It's not that Mr. Black. It's the other Mr. Black. Oh, that Mr. Black. It's an interchangeable term. Yeah, and one of the first sketches I've ever done on the tight show with Conan was... Involving Conan disguising himself as a focus group leader who showed clips of late night to older viewers. Remember, tonight's show skews old to see what they said about him. Among the comments made, he's not funny, he makes a fool of himself, he's probably mentally unstable, and he would only appeal to porn addicts. How can I put this? His audience was young. The audience he got for tonight's show was not young. But did it seem like the kind of humor that Conan O'Brien is used to and the kind of humor that we come to appreciate from him, it's different than the kind of humor that would play to an 1130 audience, right? That's exactly it. What plays at 1130 is not Conan O'Brien. It's what worked for uh, Carson for 30 years and, well, for lack of a better phrase, worked for Mr. Black for, what, 17 years? 18 years? 16 years? 16. It was 16. No, it was 17. Okay. But now, in 2021, no one really cares about this crap. Mm, Because no one really cares about ratings anymore. No. Yeah. And mostly this is this whole crap that we're about to discuss is why no one cares about the ratings for The Tonight Show anymore. Yeah, pretty much. So, NBC, in its infinite wisdom... Because they love Conan O'Brien, and they really wanted to see him succeed. Oh yeah, they really loved him all right. Jeff Zucker, he really loved Conan O'Brien. Oh yeah. So much, so much, that he got the previous guy five nights at 10 p.m. 
which he sucked so badly, he hurt the ratings of the 1130 show so much that the affiliates of NBC were like, don't put this jackass on the 10 o'clock. He's killing our local news ratings. So because they couldn't buy out his contract because he had such a big deal and that they would lose so much money, they decided, hey, let's screw over Conan O'Brien and let's put Mr. Black back at 1130 and have his old fort viewers back there and everyone will love him again. Oh, Jim Sucker, you're such a brilliant guy, you jerk. Getting there because they were left with two real options. Shorten Mr. Black's 10 o'clock show to half an hour and move it to 11.30, thereby bumping The Tonight Show to midnight, and by extension, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon to 1 in the morning. Yeah, this is the part that pisses me off, too. He not only was screwing Conan, he was screwing Jimmy Fallon by pushing him at 1 o'clock. And then he'd screw who else? Uh, Carson, Carson Daly. Daly at... Yeah. No one cared about Carson Daly until he got the voice gig. Let's be real. Yeah, no one cared. No, I, I mean, between TRL and the voice, no one cared about Carson Daly. No, but still, it's screwing him out of his job. Because then he'd be pushed back to... Two? 2.30? Two. Yeah. So it, it, it's all about Mr. Black in this case. It's all about Mr. Black. It's all about Jeff trying to make sure his boy toy's happy. That's all I care about because I'm Jeff Zucker. I'm so brilliant. It doesn't matter that I suck so much and my shows don't get any ratings. I'm Jeff Zucker. I'm employed for like 50 years because I know the right people. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was one option, and Conan actually had a response to that. It's a rather lengthy response. I have it right here in front of me, and I'll just go over it real quick. And he says, in the last few days, I've been getting a lot of sympathy calls, and I want to start by making it clear that no one should waste a second feeling Sorry for me. That said, I've been suddenly been put in a very public predicament, and my bosses are demanding an immediate decision. Six years ago, I signed a contract with NBC to take over The Tonight Show in June of 2009. Like a lot of us, I grew up watching Johnny Carson every night, and the chance to one day sit in The Tonight Show chair has meant everything to me. I've worked long and hard to get that opportunity, has a far more lucrative offers, and since 2004, I've spent literally hundreds of hours thinking of ways to extend the franchise long into the future. It was my mistaken belief that, like my predecessor, I would have the benefit of some time and, just as important, some degree of rating support from the prime time schedule. Building a lasting audience at 11.30 is impossible without both. You read this and you think, man, Conan O'Brien, there's a guy that gets it. Continuing. But sadly, we were never given that chance after only seven months with My Tonight Show in its infancy. NBC has decided to react to their terrible difficulties in prime time by making a change in their long-established late-night schedule. Last Thursday, NBC executives told me they intended to move The Tonight Show to 12.05 to accommodate the Mr. Black show at 11.35. For 60 years, The Tonight Show has aired immediately following the late local news. I sincerely believe that delaying The Tonight Show into the next day to accommodate another comedy program will seriously damage what I consider to be the greatest franchise in the history of broadcasting. The Tonight Show at 12.05 simply isn't The Tonight Show. Also, if I accept this move, I will be knocking The Late Night Show, which I inherited from David Letterman, and passed on to Jimmy Fallon out of its long-time-held time slot. That would hurt the other NBC franchise that I love, and it would be unfair to Jimmy. So it's come to this. I cannot express in words how much I enjoy hosting this program, and what an enormous personal disappointment it is for me to consider losing it. My staff and I have worked unbelievably hard, and we are very proud of our contribution to the legacy of The Tonight Show. But I cannot participate in what I honestly believe is its destruction. Some people will make the argument that with DVRs and the internet, a time slot doesn't matter. But with The Tonight Show, I believe nothing could matter more.
There has been speculation about Mike going to another network, but to set the record straight, I currently have no other offer, and honestly, I have no idea what happens next. My hope is that NBC and I can resolve this quickly so that my staff, crew, and I could do a show we can be proud of for a company that values our work. <sighs> and then NBC decided to buy out Conan O'Brien's contract, which was a bit of a slap in the face, if you ask me. I mean, they gave so much time to everyone else, but they didn't really give Conan O'Brien a chance to sort of develop in this new show and in this new role with this new audience watching him. NBC, I personally believe, NBC got scared. They saw the ratings and got absolutely shook. And if you ask me, it was like a $45 million mistake, I think. And I think it was their mistake. Because, yes... Mr. Black handed Conan the Tonight Show, said, it's yours. See you in five years, buddy. But NBC did not want to give up. Mr. Black. I believe this was around the time when NBC sort of had to force itself to accept itself as life without friends and life without must-see TV and that sort of thing. So they were willing to do anything. To stay on top. Yeah, and that sure worked out well, Jeff. And we could go on and on and on about all of the other uh, moves that NBC made in an attempt to stay relevant and stay on top. And if I'm being completely honest, those are all subjects for future episodes. You know what I mean? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm so excited to one day cover Whitney. Uh, well, you ripped the band-aid off of coupling, I remember that. That was going to be the next Friends, guys. <laughs> that was going to be your sexy Friends. That's like NBC Post, a must-see TV. The Office, Parks and Rec, maybe Superstore, I don't know. No, Superstore was like much after Office and Parks and Rec. That was like 2015, 2016, and both shows were like long done by then. Yeah, yeah. Superstore just ended after five years, so that was like 2015, maybe even early 2016. But yeah, they had real high hopes for Perfect Harmony, didn't they? I don't even know what Perfect... Is that... Wait. It's Bradley per- Whitford leading a chorus. Oh yeah, that's that show. Okay. Put that on the list right now. It's already on the list. I put that All right. years ago. I was trying to... Okay. Was that Bradley Whitford? I'm like, yeah, it was Bradley Whitford. It was Bradley Whitford. Oh, it's too bad. I love Bradley Whitford, but not as much as I love Wings. <laughs> I have to put some life into this show. Yeah. Hey, Greg, did you know that show made Tony Shalhoub's career? Oh, it did. It made Tony Shalhoub's career. Did you know that, Mike? You know what's really funny? Not really ha-ha funny, but it's very coincidental. Mm-hmm. I-, I flipped over to the uh, Wings channel today. Okay. Uh, just to see what episode was on. And what was the first thing I saw on my screen? A credit saying, guest starring Tony Shalhoub. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it made his career. It did. Damn right yeah. it made his career. And speaking of NBC making and unmaking careers, yeah. 145 episodes, $45 million, $12 million earmarked for his staff. Conan O'Brien took the deal, and NBC sent... Mr. Black. Back to 11.35. Yeah, but thank God that in four years, once Jeff Zucker was gone, they wised up and said, oh, we can't have this jackass anymore. He's killing our ratings. So let's Uh, get... Yeah, Uh, fun fact, ratings were actually lower in his (laughs) later run (laughs) than they were... During the Conan O'Brien run. I was so, listen, I was so happy. I was so gleeful the day that jackass finally left. I was so happy. That was a joy I did not feel until January 20th of this year. And you know why. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not. That's we're referring to, of course, the other Mr. Black. And we have. I've got a list of some real notable moments. If you guys want to expound on that, because it wasn't just hey, this show was the show in which NBC decided to screw Conan O'Brien. 
by the way, it totally was. But it did have some marquee moments. Like his first guest was Will Ferrell oh, performing. He was. Remember, he was there to plug Land of the Lost. Remember that Land of the Lost 2009 movie? I remember that movie. I remember Anna Friel was in it. And this was around the same time where I loved Pushing Daisies and I sort of had a crush on Anna Friel. I well, didn't even know she was British. So. Well, it wasn't a good movie. But you know what line from that movie has aged very well? Will Ferrell saying this. Matt Lauer can suck it! <laughs> you realize what this means? Yes! Matt Lauer can suck it! Well... Will Ferrell has a tendency to appear on Conan O'Brien at key times. You mentioned the first episode of The Tonight Show. If you remember, a little bit over 10 years ago, Conan grew out his beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was sort of going for the Dr. Benton quest sort of look. Something like that. Well, guess who shaved his beard off? Will Ferrell. Wow. Yes. So him and Will Ferrell have an obvious connection in a couple of ways. Yep. And more notable than Will Ferrell and Pearl Jam, the opening. The opening of that Tonight Show. Oh, with the Cinerama Dome? Uh, no, before that. The, the very first thing you see. I know what you're talking about. The peacock, him waking up, didn't realize that he was supposed to go to L.A., and he runs across the country. I know what you're talking about. Nice. All the cheap trick. He gets to L.A. and realizes, I left the keys back in New York. (laughs) And he opens the show by grabbing a bulldozer and riding it straight through the set. And that was so incredible. I mean, that was like classic Conan right there. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk about the opening sequence because you have a lot of Hollywood shots in the opening. Oh, yeah. As I said, the Cinerama Dome. You have like all the tourist spots in L.A. in that montage. And the logo itself even harkens back to old Hollywood. If you've ever seen a picture of the Tonight Show logo, the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien logo, you ever see a picture of that? Sort of kind of harkens back to old Hollywood with the gold bevel and the uh, sort of glitzy uh, graphic there. Yes, it does. And then you have moments like a show dedicated to the late great Ed McMahon where they showed clips of his best work on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show and Conan and Andy Richter bidding him a final farewell, which was, if you're a big fan of Tonight Show, That was a moment. That was an absolute moment. And then there was the September 25th episode where Conan did not finish the show because he had a mild concussion after he slipped and hit his head running a race as part of a bit with Terry Hatcher. He was released the same day and on a rerun aired that night, which is where that one episode that was left unaired thing came from. Hold on a second. I remembered something. Didn't Conan have, like, maybe a week or two before his death, Billy Mays? I want to say he did. Uh, It's possible because Billy Mays, he died in, I think it was June of 2009. Oh, yes. Okay. This was June 23rd, 2009. With Lisa Kudrow, Billy Mays, and Anthony Sullivan, and Elvis Costello. If I'm not mistaken, Billy Mays and Anthony Costello were there to pitch Pitchmen. Wow. So that's how that show got started, yeah. Is Pitchmen on the list? I think, I I feel like Pitchmen should be on the list. Well, how long did Pitchmen go till? Uh, I believe it went like one season, but it ended when Billy Mays died. Okay, yeah, 18 episodes, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, hey, hey, I'm looking at Wiki. It ran two seasons, 18 episodes, 16 of which aired, and one special. Yeah. It actually ran for almost two years, April 15th of 09 to March 8th of 11. Yeah, I guess we can count it. Okay. It's going on the list! But yeah, that was like Lisa Kudrow, Billy Mays, and Anthony Sullivan. That was June 23rd, and 
Billy Mays actually died June 28th. Oh, my. Five days. Yeah. That was so close. That was unbelievably close there. So there was that. That might have been the um, his last public appearance before he died. Yeah, it probably was. Oh, it, it had to be. Oh, yeah. So what else do we have left to talk about on this show? Have we talked about Team Coco, how that became a thing? Because Tom Hanks mentioned the nickname Coco on the first week of The Tonight Show. Yeah, and he was the final interview on The Tonight Show, so that would have made sense. And it wasn't just Tom Hanks. We had, I mean, the guests were Tom Hanks, Will Ferrell, and Neil Young. But ultimately, there was a whole lot of people coming to his defense, almost. We have Jack McBrayer as Kenneth the Page, Norm MacDonald with a gift basket. I'm excited. Hey, it's... Have a seat, Norm. Wow. It's, you've been so, it's so nice of you to stop by and you... Well, I want to drop by, show my respects, you know? Well, you know, for you to bring a, a, a basket commemorating sort of the, 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 the tough situation I'm in is really nice. Yeah. Well, that's not what that is. <laughs> well, what, what, this, what is this basket for? Oh, this is an older basket. I, uh, I procrastinate, as you know. And uh, this is a basket I got you back in June. <laughs> Wait a minute. Norm, you've had this basket since June? Yeah. I've seen you. You've been on the show like three times. Why didn't you ever give me the basket? I keep forgetting it. <laughs> but I wanted you to know I bought it. It was $60. Oh. And uh, I wouldn't open it. I think it would smell. Well, oh, I, there's a card also. I, yeah, I see that. It says congrats yeah. on it. That's, that's terrific. Uh, well, I don't know. If it, can I read it? Yeah, why not? Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. <laughs> That's something they can never take away from you. <laughs> it is perhaps the shrewdest programming decision ever made. <laughs> By the NBC Brain Trust. Sure, the pressure is on, but if I know you, Conan O'Brien, miserable failure is not an option. <laughs> you are the new king of late night. Thank you Long so much. live the king. Helms performing Stu's song from The Hangover, Ben Stiller and Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman, and Steve Carell making a cameo appearance as an NBC employee in conducting Conan O'Brien's exit interview. And before everybody broke out into tears, or if you're at NBC, the champagne, Conan O'Brien made perhaps one of the most heartfelt speeches, I think, was ever made on this or any other program airing in late night. And I believe we have a copy right here. By the way, that was a picture... That was a picture of our, uh, of our, st- uh, our staff and our amazing crew, and let's have a hand for them because... are amazing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we, uh, we, we bring this rodeo to a close, uh, I think a couple of things uh, should be said. Um, there's been a lot of speculation in the press about what I legally can and can't say about NBC. And this isn't a joke. To set the record straight, and this is true, tonight I'm allowed to say anything I want. Um, 
And no, it's not a joke, uh, but thanks, sir. Uh, tonight, I really am allowed to say whatever I want. And, and, and what I want to say is this. Between my time at Saturday Night Live, the late night show, and my brief run here on The Tonight Show, I've worked with NBC for over 20 years. Yes, we have our differences right now. Yes, we're going our separate ways. But this company has been my home for most of my adult life. I am enormously proud of the work we've done together. And I want to thank NBC for making it all possible. I really do. Um, <clears throat> Uh, a lot of people have been asking me about my state of mind, and I'll be honest with you, walking away from The Tonight Show is the hardest thing I have ever had to do. Um, making this choice has been enormously difficult. This is the best job in the world. I absolutely love doing it, and I have the, uh, the best staff and crew in the history of the medium. I will fight anybody who says I don't, uh, but no one would. Uh, <laughs> Um, but despite this sense of loss, I really feel this should be a happy moment. Every comedian, every comedian dreams of hosting The Tonight Show. And for seven months, I got to do it. And I did it my way, with people I love. I do not regret one second of anything that we've done here. And, yeah. And... I have, you know, I, I encounter people when I walk on the street now or just uh, uh, who give me a sort of a sad look. Uh, I have had more good fortune than anybody I know. And if our next gig is doing a show in a 7-Eleven parking lot, we will find a way to make it fun. We really will. I have, I have no problems. And I don't want to do it in a 7-Eleven parking lot. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, finally... Uh, I have something to say uh, to our fans. This massive outpouring of support and passion from so many people has been overwhelming for me. The rallies, the signs, all this goofy, outrageous creativity on the Internet. Uh, the fact that people have traveled long distances and camped out all night in the pouring rain. It's pouring. It's been pouring for days, and they're camping out to be in our audience. Really, you, here's what all of you have done. You made a sad situation joyous and inspirational. So to all the people watching, I can never, ever thank you enough for the kindness to me. I'll think about it for the rest of my life. And all I ask is one thing, and this is, I'm asking this particularly of young people that watch. Please do not be cynical. I hate cynicism. For the record, it's my least favorite quality. It doesn't lead anywhere. Nobody in life gets exactly what they thought they were going to get. But if you work really hard and you're kind, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you. It's just true. Proof. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make something amazing happen right now. Here to close out our show are a few good friends led by Mr. Will Ferrell. And you know what? Not much more needed to be said than that. Not much more. I mean, it's like at this point, did Conan really know what he wanted to do and where he wanted to do it? I don't know. But I knew that incredible things happened ever since. He did have a gag order, which prevented him from being on television for a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. And he played to that gag order with the legally prohibited from being funny on television tour. Yes. It's like almost the day after that sort of statute of limitation ran out, he signed up with TBS and they did the Conan show on TBS, and it was so the funniest stuff that he has ever been freed to pull on television. Like the Alex Trebek is crazy bit. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Alex Trebek is crazy bit. That was great. And the... Well, you know what? It's like there was a lot to go over, but that Alex Trebek is crazy bit stuck out for me for some reason. I, I don't know why. 
I like Minty the candy cane that fell on the ground. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Another great Brian Stack character. Yeah. All he did was great characters. All Brian Stack did was great characters. And Conan O'Brien, of course, he lasted as long as he could on TBS. And he's leaving there on his own terms, which is more than can be said for the f***ery that went on it with NBC. Just saying. And speaking of which, yeah. Mr. Black. Was unceremoniously given the boot. In 2014. In 2014, as he seated the Tonight Show chair to Jimmy Fallon. I'm sure he was very, very happy he had to seat it to the guy from SNL who always breaks character by laughing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I Hi, welcome. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I will be your host for now. Oh, that was great. I remember that in his first episode. Of course, I wouldn't be here tonight if it weren't for the previous Tonight Show host, so I want to say thank you to Steve Allen, Jack Parr, Johnny Carson, Mr. Black, Conan O'Brien, and Mr. Black. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, Jimmy Fallon does a really good Tonight Show. Yeah. I mean, listen, in 2021, because I know right now Fallon's trailing Colbert and jimmy kimmel but it's like in 2021 nobody really cares about the ratings of the tonight show anymore because late night is completely different now and television has completely changed in the last 12 years yeah it's like you're not just competing against the networks anymore you're competing against netflix you're competing against hulu you're competing against cable you're competing against everything now you're competing Mm -hmm. against cell phones on the internet you're competing against sleep. Actual, actual sleep. And if there's a good bit, everyone's going to watch it on YouTube the next day. Oh, yeah. That's what I do with all the late night stuff. Oh, yeah. That's how I treat SNL. Yep. It's like, hey, you're going to put the really good stuff on later. I'll be fine. I can watch Keenan react later. I can watch Beck Bennett do his Vin Diesel impression on that freaking AMC the movie spot. Yo. I'm Vin Diesel. For more than a hundred years, there's one place where we all came together to be entertained. The movies. There's nothing like it. The popcorn. The previews. The pretzels. And don't forget, the movies. Yeah. I saw that promo last week when I got to see In the Heights, and all I could think (laughs) of was Beck Bennett saying, The movies. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it seems like Tonight Show, Late Night, SNL, they've done some of their most inspired work in the last few years, it seems like. Of course, for uh, seven glorious months in 2009 and early 2010. Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, it was a thing on TV. Would have been a really bigger thing on TV. Nope. Okay. Zen, zen moment, Chica. Zen moment. I've said all I have to say, so. Okay. Well, just... here's the thing. Uh-huh. We're not going to end it, Conan, with this, because I don't want to end it on a depressing note. So we're going to end it with something fun. Oh, no. So Wednesday... We're not Uh going to have the regular episode Thursday. We're going to have it on Friday. So we're going to have a special mini-sode on Wednesday to wrap up our special to Conan. And it's going to be very fun. And this is really going to be a Greg mini-sode. Oh, yeah. I see the subject matter at hand. This has Greg Diener written all over it. Oh, yes. And I got one word for you. Diesel. (laughs) And I'm not talking about Kevin Nash. And you're not talking about Mark Vincent either, I don't think. No. Okay, but in the meantime, if you really wanted a real deep dive into The Tonight Show and what happened to it and why it ended the way it did, Jake Williams at Bright Sun Films on YouTube has a really good episode of his series, Cancelled, devoted to The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Give it a look, give it a listen, tell him that the guys from It Was a Thing on TV sent you. Yeah, because we really need the views. Yes, we do. 
Yeah, hey, free pub. Free pub. Free pub. Free pub, Jake. Give us some free pub. Come on, Jake. We love you. We I can't wait for your documentary, Jake. That's coming out in July. But you know what's coming out right now? It's time for eBay prices, right? Let's go! Oh. All right, you are bidding. I hope you can hear me. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. You are bidding on... Do I want to hear you? Oh, never mind. You are bidding on a brand new sealed... Sealed! Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien Tumblr. It has the Conan base logo on it. It has the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien logo on it. It ships from the United States... From South Lake Tahoe, California. And Greg, do you want to make a bet on this? 20 bucks. Mike. 21.99. You're not going to believe me if I tell you this. No. Oh, no. I can't. Won. No. No. It's $299. Oh, that is. No. No. And he no. wants fourteen ninety five for shipping. Oh, screw that. Man, I love like you, but I don't off- love you that much. Well, is there at least a best offer option, or is he straight up saying 300 bucks? It's a buy it now. The buy it now price is 300 So there's not bucks. even a best offer where you can counter with a more reasonable price like $220. No. I'm not saying no, it's that reasonable. Not. I'm just saying it's lower. But that's ridiculous. That is incredibly ridiculous. Good luck at selling it. I'll just say that. If he can sell it for $300, he bought it good. on the Congratulations, you bought it on the network. But... You bought it on the network store. It's only 6 yeah. inches tall. The straw itself is like 10 inches. You bought this from the network store. They probably only spent $30 on it. Now you're trying to sell it for three. Oh, not even thirty for a tumbler. Not would even thirty dollars. I would say they probably spent ten dollars on us. Now you're trying to sell for three hundred. Did anybody bid on this? No. Why would it? It's a buy it now. Why would anyone bid on a buy it now? Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know what? You can keep that. No, screw that. Yep. In the meantime, instead of wasting any further moments on this Tumblr, I'm going to waste my time at itwasathingontv.com where I can listen to all of the previous shows and uh, especially our weekly drops over at Place to Be Nation. Am I oh, right, yeah. Greg? Yeah, because we have... We got- yeah, we yeah, got the, the first... premiere episode of Conan O'Brien. We have the episode of Late Night with the audience full of kids. And we have the mini-sode. Which I forget what the mini-sode was. Mini-sode oh, was oh, Conan goes Buffalo. to Houston. When he went to Houston. Houston. Yeah, Mid Buffalo. Buffalo. A.K.A. Mick Foley's stunt double. Mick Foley's stunt double. Oh, and by the way, I got some good stuff at Place to Be Nation because hopefully coming soon, depending on when Andy Afferton posts it, we're going to have episode four of Into the Spidey Movieverse on The Amazing Spider-Man. It's finished editing, Chico. I finished editing Nice. It. Yeah. So we get to see the dark, gritty take on Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, with Spider-Man shooting people in the balls with his webs. And see Thomas Howell's in it for some reason. See Thomas Howell's in it because he's see freaking Thomas Howell. Oh, you definitely. Oh, and by the way, I got some great news. If you listen to the Place to Be Nation Pop Experience on PTBN Trivia Night, guess what? You can listen to my semifinals episode of PTBN Trivia Night. I won't tell you how I did. But I did real well. You know what, Greg? Are you proud of yourself? Yeah. and That's I'll all say, that matters. Yeah. That's all because, that matters. Because as you all know, I want the belt. <laughs> okay, well. You did not embarrass us. No, you did not embarrass us. Well, as Greg alluded to, next we will have a mini-sode where Conan sends Andy to spring training with the Mets. And uh, 
we learn a lot about the New York Mets. But after that, we have uh, a show that seeks to parlay the popularity of a very diverse, very flexible, in more ways than one, actor, and his very flexible, in more ways than one, skills. Well, they tried. Well, they tried, at least. I told my sister about it. She doesn't even remember it. Wow. Even Kiesel doesn't remember this. No. And she remembers Herb Abrams and the Herb Abrams breakfast. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm so happy I made Kiesel know who Herb Abrams is. I didn't say she liked it. Anyway. (laughs) But that's all happening Eh, later this week on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Twitter tracker, Twitter tracker, Twitter tracker!